Well, welcome to our podcast for today. Um, today I have very, very, uh, I would say good friends of mine now. Uh, people who have been very uh, willing to talk about what we want to talk about today, which is pretty much um, mental well-being mm-hmm. or mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I am no expert in the field, and I'm glad to have people who have quite a number of years uh, in the field and are willing to share their wealth of information. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you introduce yourselves, uh, tell us what you do, where you can be reached, and I think maybe at the end of the program also we can also highlight on that so that listeners who want to contact you mm-hmm. will have the uh, chance to do so. So I'm going to start with um, mm-hmm. Miss Ruth. So my name is Ruth Hartunian Ellenbaugh. I am a registered board certified music therapist. I've been a music therapist since 1984. Okay. And have various experiences and with different people groups. Uh, since then, and uh, I joined Fritz and Gretchen at Regenerations. I think it was like a year ago. My yeah, anniversary I think was so, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. happy anniversary. Yeah. Mm. So. Good. Nice, thank you, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you for agreeing to do this. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my name is uh, Fritz Maurer, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Connecticut. And along with my wife, we have a private practice, Regeneration Therapy and Counseling. Chapman, Connecticut, and so we have um, a few other, as Ruth is, is working and partnering with us, we have some other therapists in the area partnering with us, and the, the work in the northeast corner of Connecticut, uh, mm. providing counseling and uh, coaching services, and we're excited about what God has done and brought us into this area. Uh, our website is regenerationtc.com, uh, and on there you have profiles of, of the people that are partnered with us and the churches and also um, our office locations and the, and the services we provide. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. And uh, we also want to uh, say a big thank you to your wife, Gretchen, who's technically making sure this is uh, all working together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I, I, I think it's only prudent that we first dive into what mental health or mental wellness is generally um i know there are specific um situations that call for different definitions but generally uh for a layman Mm -hmm. what is mental health or what is mental Mm -hmm. well-being or wellness go ahead jump in well i would say (laughs) it's it's your ability to function on a daily basis possibly to have a job to uh be a part of some kind of meaningful relationships, mm. to uh, to be able to have some kind of satisfaction mm. out of life uh, in general. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would, would you add to that? Yeah, I think I would add that it's about our it's our emotions, our thinking, and our behaviors, and those three, you know, kind of held in tension because the way we the way we think impacts our emotions, and that impacts the way we behave, right? Mm. And the way we feel and how we experience our interior life effect mm-hmm. affects our mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. and our behaviors on the exterior. So for me, well-being is, um, is really understanding how that all kind of works in a person's life and how that impacts their ability to live life mm-hmm. and I think have mm-hmm. satisfaction in life, uh, to enjoy life, to have positive and mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, work experiences are a whole, whole lot to it. So 
but in general, I would say it's the it's our thinking, it's our emotions and our behavior. Okay. And understanding how those are how those interact. It's, yeah. the, it's the mental health holy trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there is something emotions, about that. Emotions, thinking, yeah. and behavior. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah as, uh, think about that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. God in Trinity. Yeah. Uh, there's something powerful mm. about uh, a triangle, right? Threes. Mm. Uh, Things and, in threes. Yeah. Chords of three strands. Oh, yeah. Lots of threes. Right? There's lots, lots of, of threes. threes. I mean, and, um, the protons and neutrons going around the nucleus of an atom. There's three there. Yeah. I could get off on philosophy. Well, I mean, so. even, <laughs> even Jesus being dying and raising yeah. from the dead three in days. three days three days yeah. three days a good yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so um what are some of the general factors that influence a person's mental health either being top notch mm. or not so good well i i would say the number one thing at least in my experience is the quality of the relationships that we have uh, whether there's tension, whether there's distress, whether there's uh, the ability to communicate freely, to be transparent, to be genuine with one another. I'd say that the relationships really are kind of like the umbrella that clouds uh, everything else that happens. So I would say, I would say relationships. Relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, another way to think about it is that uh, we live in the present through the past in anticipation of our future. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it that way, our past experience, we are today who we are because of our past experiences, mm-hmm. good, bad, mm-hmm. whatever they were. Uh, but many people have a lot of tragic experiences in their past mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, difficulties in the past mm-hmm. that affect the way they think and the way they feel about the world. And here again, so for me, working on understanding how my past has impacted mm. the way mm. I think and feel uh, and working through that in a way that it has less of an impact of controlling how I experience my life today mm. it's probably is another way that I like to think about that's interesting because for example a person could have had a great job in the past which is not so negative right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they have a not so great job now Mm-hmm. So that could make the person look at the past and really look down on today. And usually when your present is not good, it's hard to even foresee a future. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, so. Yeah. Very so you're always looking behind and you're yeah. comparing your present to your past. And that may or may not, it typically isn't helpful. Yeah, comparing <laughs> yeah. is yeah, it's not, it's a, not, not so great. Yeah. Not yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, one of the things that makes me um, passionate about looking into mental health or mental well-being, apart from my own experiences, um, is that I went through it, a period where my mental health was in the doldrums. And people I reached out to did not know how to handle it, Mm. especially in church, Mm -hmm. you know. And I, I, I found out that, you know, if I had cancer, people were willing to pray for me. Mm-hmm. But if I was suicidal, people looked at me like, you know, what are you, doing in the, what are you doing in the devil's corner? Like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, for us as, as Christians, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think we're a little behind, you know, in terms of the awareness, you know? Um, so I want you to 
um, address that if you can. Uh, I, I know we, you know, um, what can you say to the church in terms of how to handle mental health issues or cases or even education about it? Mm-hmm. That's tough and that's big. Mm-hmm. Tough and big. I'm going to let you go first on that one, and then I'll just <laughs> yeah. play off of what you say. Yeah, I think to have uh, an awareness and an acceptance that our brain, our minds, if I may, our heart, as the scripture would say, right? The scripture says, out of the heart the man speaks. And as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And so, uh, but your heart, all of that is developed by your experiences of life. And so to think that. Um, how do I how do I want to phrase this? Uh, there's often a, a, a way in which people like want to ignore their past, mm-hmm. and the scriptures do say. Paul says, um, you know, leaving what's behind, I press yeah. forward, and mm-hmm. and that's very true. And there's a way to do that effectively, I believe. Um, but if you're hanging on to bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. Uh, hurt and and stuff from the past that hasn't been worked through, uh, then it, you're you're encumbered in a way. It's like you're carrying a, a backpack full of of this garbage from the past, and that needs to be released. And so there is a way to do it. It's not simply um, a turning away. From, there's a turning away from, but there's a way to do that that's more effective than just ignoring it, mm-hmm. and pretending it didn't happen. Well, yeah, and you know the. The prophets, they often said, you know, wake up, pay attention. And mm-hmm. I think part of what we can do is we can ask the Lord to quicken the hearts of his people mm-hmm. so that we would be able to acknowledge that, you know, if I have a medical issue, it's it's more concrete. It's easier mm-hmm. to measure. I can bring you a casserole when someone dies. I can buy you a pizza right. when you have babies. Mm-hmm. I can I can do something hands-on. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, as far as mental health, that is like such a unknown type of thing. And mm. I think that some of it has to do with just uh, the church acknowledging that that, that we're broken people mm. in general. Mm. And that we all need grace. Mm. And that we are all sinful. And that we are all in that same category. And in that, there has to be some kind of humility. And there has to be a love and acceptance. But that doesn't mm. happen until the spirit of condemnation mm. is gone. Mm. You know, we easily condemn people who struggle. I grew up in a household where, you know, we were told, you know, Christians don't get depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Christians are, you know, if you're a Christian, you're good. You know, you're healthy, everything's fine. <laughs> you should have no struggles as a Christian. And, mm. you know, you and I, we both know better than yeah. that. We mm-hmm. know that we we will all struggle. I tell people, you know, you just got to breathe long enough. Mm. And there will be something that you'll have a challenge with, mm. whether it's you or yeah. I. Yeah. So I think mm. the church, uh, I think we, we can pray that, that God's people will will be quickened to respond to to the mental health issues mm. uh, because that is really, those are the things that make us human. Mm. Yeah. That's how mm. we are humans mm. in that. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like we don't want to acknowledge our humanity. That's right. the that? essence. I don't know. What's the deal with that? Yeah. 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 I was listening to um, one preacher who said, um, you know, it's, it's about time Christians 
understand that God can handle every emotion we have. He gave them to yes, us. Absolutely. You know, and he talks about uh, different types of prayer. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes prayer is venting. Mm-hmm. You can tell God you're angry mm-hmm. because he understands what it means to be angry. Yeah. You know, but um, the minute we start sweeping things away, and you, you said a very profound word, well, I mean, common word, but it's profound in the context that she used it, humility. It takes some humility to yeah. say, mm-hmm. I don't have it all. I'm yeah. fallible. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. usually we don't. But um, mental health is a very broad yeah. thing, and I don't think we can even scratch the surface mm-hmm. if we record it every day. Mm-hmm. But I, wanna, I want us to, for the purposes of today, and my experience with the church and family, hone in on two factors that I've heard. Now, I'm going to have you define both, mm-hmm. and we'll delve into it a little bit. Stress and depression. Mm-hmm. Mm. Stress mm-hmm. and depression. What can you say about stress and depression? Well, we all experience stress. We all will uh, in our lives. When I think when it becomes critical and when it becomes dangerous is when it's one stress upon another. Yeah. And there's so many layers of stress that we have no outlet to mm-hmm. deal with it all. So when it becomes cumulative, mm. when it gets piled up, then it becomes more... That's when we start maybe getting sicker or mm. not as healthy, yeah, I can yeah, say. Yeah. Stress, I, I would link stress to being really busy mm. or chaos. And I, mm. I see for families especially, um, I do this seminar on uh, chaos to connection. Mm. And it's really helping families understand that they, they're chaotic like their busy life always doing something, mm-hmm. too many commitments to activities, mm. high levels of, of uh, noise in the home, loud mm. music, uh, shouting and yelling, uh, not having a structured schedule of some kind. All of that leads to stress. Um, so it's, you're not giving space, mm-hmm. you're not giving space for rest, mm-hmm. you're not giving space for like the practices of contemplation or, or enjoyment, recreation. Mm-hmm. And wow. So you're just going, 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 mm-hmm. uh, like the gerbil on the on that wheel, <laughs> and not and not taking a break. Whereas depression, now certainly someone who is experiencing a lot of stress can become depressed. So I see depressed depression as more of a um, that's where a person's mood is really impacted. Uh, and there's there's also a depression. There's a uh, there's a biological or physiological mm-hmm. thing going on in mm-hmm. our brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's yeah. why there's a place for medication for some people. Okay. Uh, so they kind of go hand in hand, but they're also different in the way you, mm. uh, you look at them. So depression can be, uh, a person can really be depressed so much so that they're, they become hopeless. And that's mm-hmm. where suicidal ideation comes in. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting with somebody yesterday, uh, tragic, uh, just a few towns away. Uh, a young woman, uh, barely 30 years old, five-year-old, and a, is it five-year-old? Anyways, two children, um, not even in grade school yet. She, she took her life, and I won't go into the details of it, but tragic. And so how does a person mm-hmm. who has two children, and, but here's a single mom trying mm-hmm. to raise two kids, I'm guessing, a lot of stress, uh, and just got to the point of feeling totally hopeless and found and just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I mean, we can yeah. also say that we need a certain amount of stress in order to function. There are, there are healthy levels yeah. mm. of stress. There are good levels of stress that drive us mm-hmm. uh, 
to me, as a as a person who's in various ministry uh, settings and mm-hmm. who does what I do here, I I find that I ask myself often, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do I choose to do this? Why am mm-hmm. I even interested in this? And my answers to those questions, I mean, I take those to Jesus and I say, you know, should I show up to this or shouldn't mm-hmm. I? Because I think we we get caught into the the treadmill of the culture yeah. mm-hmm. that that says you know you you have to do all these things mm-hmm. and then that's successful mm-hmm. and so you know we as christians i think we need to take a step back and say so god how how do you define me and how do you want me to define myself right yeah how mm-hmm. how should i live in light of my faith mm-hmm. and in a way blocking out my culture that tells me other things mm-hmm. my culture uh, speaks in many different voices, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and they're uh, they're inviting and yeah. they're tempting. You know, we we all want to belong somewhere. Sure. We all want to be loved. We all mm-hmm. want to be valued. We all mm-hmm. those are that's how God has wired us. But mm-hmm. that is where we admit this is where we need Him to enter in and to fulfill those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I just I ask myself, you know, why do I go here? Why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah, so living by faith, as you say. I think also mm-hmm. living by uh, what is my, what's the primary calling does, does God have on my mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. And am I fully available for working in that calling? There's a lot that I can do. Um, my local church, you know, asking me to serve here, serve there. And I've learned over the years to say no to more than I say yes mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, because what God has called my wife and I to is the is the counseling practice. Mm. And that's the primary mm. thing that God's mm. called us to. And to impact uh, as many people as we can, I need to be present and available for what God's called me to. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can go I can go fix houses, I can go do plumbing, electrical, I can, you know, I can sit on a trustee board or a mm. deacon or elder board. I can do those things. And I've done those things. So I've had to learn over time that to set up the boundaries so that the the stresses don't become overwhelming uh, and I have obligations and things that I need to do for the business and managing mm-hmm. employees mm-hmm. and things and meeting with people. So. And, and I, I think sometimes that, you know, we we disconnect from our emotions so that mm-hmm. we can give ourselves permission to like go forward and do all these things. And so when we, when we disconnect from yeah. our emotions, then mm-hmm. I believe we end up leading fractured lives. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I mean, the fracture is not seen physically out here, mm-hmm. but I believe it's internal. It's yeah. an internal fracture. Yeah. And it's like my insides really do not agree with my outsides. My behavior does not agree with my inside. And that, what happens then, right? What happens? Yeah, yeah. so often people uh, live uh, uh, what I call incongruence. So I have particular yeah. values and beliefs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my life but then I'm acting in a way that's not in congruence mm-hmm. with the way I think and uh, think and have beliefs and so that causes distress conflict yeah, yeah con- there's an inner conflict and I think Ruth is right mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the major things that people can do and I, I all the people that come to me I talk about this is like paying attention to the inner critic or the mm-hmm. inner committee mm-hmm. what is your mind saying uh, are you aware of your emotions so many people get into situations and uh, now this is particularly true for Western uh, men. You know, men and women have they all we have the same emotions. We're God's creation. We have all the same emotions. Mm-hmm. It's how we've learned how to handle them. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and I still have to work on what am what am I? Yeah, what's my emotion right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, but for many people, yeah, for many men, they're 
they don't know. I ask often, well, what are you feeling right now? And then they give me all the rationalizations and this and that. And I said, no, you, you haven't told me what you're feeling right now. Mm. <laughs> and when you get into that, uh, then some work can be done because um, they can process, they can talk, they can think about their uh, the actions that they are doing. And are they uh, do they want to keep living in sadness and regret? Mm. Or do you want to live in inspiration and hope and joy that, that, that God has called us to? Yeah. It's interesting, you know, you talk about things like hope, regret, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these are things that I've, I know the gospel addresses. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. we find ourselves as a church, as a body, with people struggling with these same things that the gospel addresses. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, our, my church, which is f- uh, five Sundays old, um, we, we've been going through a series, you know, and the gist of the series is God loves you because of your identity and not your activity. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a world where we're performance-based. Mm-hmm. You know, you sell the most, mm-hmm. you win the most. Mm-hmm. You run the farthest, you're the best. You have more, you're probably the best. Right. You know, and we, we, we are caught up in this rat race kind of a culture mm-hmm. and it seeped into the church because people work in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and have adopted these things. And even in church, you know, for example, I tell people, I'm a pastor. Oh, really? How many people do you have in your church? Not immediately, (laughs) not what's your philosophy? What do you believe in? Well, even, even like when, when I meet somebody new, it's one of the first things they ask is, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What yeah. you do? Yeah. They don't ask me. Who what do are I you? Be? Yeah. What do I be? Nobody. Yeah. Do they care about what I be? Yeah. Maybe you know. Not. So, so I, I guess my question here is, how can the body of Christ reorient ourselves? Because if I'm if if I'm looking at somebody, for example, taking myself as a pastor, if somebody has been pastoring, say, for five years, and they have a, a, a church membership of. 2,500. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I've been pastoring for, say, 12 years. How many people do you have in your church? And I'm like, um, 12. Mm-hmm. I'm walking away from that conversation, beating myself, telling myself or asking myself, what have I done wrong? Mm-hmm. Whereas the question probably should be, what am I doing right? Or True. Is this what God has for me? And if if, mm-hmm. if it's what God has for me, it should be enough. Mm-hmm. So are we are we copying a standard that's out there and causing people to question whatever blessings God has given them? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much, but people feel like they're living in a form of lack. By once again, you you both use the word comparing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we address that? Yeah. I talk to myself because I tend to compare a lot. I homeschooled my kids. Mm. And so I would compare my kids with other people's kids. Mm. I would compare my musical abilities with other people. Mm-hmm. I compare my my number of parties that I get invited to mm. compared to what Fritz got invited to. <laughs> Maybe he got invited to 10 things and I only got invited mm. to two. Mm. Um, and I, I, I talk to myself and say, Ruth, are you, are you being faithful where God wants you? Mm. Do you trust? Do you trust God? Do you mm. trust the Lord? Mm-hmm. And if you trust the Lord, is He the Lord and God of your time? So I hope I want to say yes every time. And so I go through kind of a internal dialogue with yep. myself 
that 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 hopefully transforms my thinking because mm. my thinking, you know, physiologically, neurologically, when we establish certain ruts as in our brains, even of thought, mm-hmm. it is the deeper the rut, mm-hmm. obviously the harder it is to get mm. out of there. Right. Mm. However, it the hope of Christ gives us the opportunity to establish new ruts, yeah. new habits. Yeah. Otherwise, why would we do this? Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. Why would we do this? Yeah, yeah. So. Mm. And the neuroscience you're pointing to here just continues to, in, mm-hmm. in my mind, affirm that the scriptures are true. Like mm-hmm. Paul says, you know, that don't be like the Gentiles, darkened in their minds, right? Mm-hmm. That we have a new mind. And it, it takes, we know it takes work. The neuroscience, neurons are fire together, wire together. Mm-hmm. So if you've been thinking a particular way for a long time, those get just like mm-hmm. really tightly wound together. Mm-hmm. You, you can change your brain. Mm-hmm. Plasticity of the brain, we know it. You can change the way you think and therefore change the way you feel. Sometimes that's instantaneous. For most people, it takes work. And it takes work. Sure. Yeah, it takes uh, focused effort. And yeah. uh, So I think the comparison, going back to that internal committee, uh, to, to be kind of that uh, fancy word we call in counseling is like the observant, observing ego. It's like mm. stepping back from yourself. Is Why am I feeling this way right now? What are the thoughts that are running through my mind right now that I can, I can check? It's almost like we're becoming conscious of what we're thinking about because most people live their life, I believe, unconsciously, and they're going on. That's true. Yeah. They've learned from a little from little ones, mm-hmm. and comparison is a big part of that. Um, the kids start to compare themselves. I'm not as good as Billy in the baseball. Or mm. I'm not as pretty as Sally. Or what? All this is all from a young age, and to get unhooked from that. You have to begin paying attention to your thinking. And, well, and, yeah. and I, I, I believe, you know, as people who are Christians, we, we have to pay attention to what God's Word says mm-hmm. about about who we are. Mm-hmm. His Word is what should define who we are, not you. You don't tell me who I am. Right. And you don't tell me who I am. I mean, I like you guys. You're all right. <laughs> but it is, it is God's Word yeah. that should define us. It's not me mm. looking in God's Word, finding my, um, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm that, or I'm this. I'm, I'm like, not, it's like the... They call it like the what the buffet, you know, where mm-hmm. I pick only certain things. Mm-hmm. But in order to be whole people, in order to be a p- people who walk in shalom, we mm-hmm. we are called to embrace the whole gospel of Christ, and that is what makes us healthy. Yeah. That is what makes us well. That is what makes us confident, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it also makes us humble, mm-hmm. and it also helps us to not do that comparing kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even you know, <laughs> so I just. I just think God's word, it's, yay. Yeah, you yeah, know? Just, yeah, and I, I'd pick up on that and, and, and uh, say amen to it. Uh, the culture right now, right, there's a, there's a big push to define one's identity. Mm. And yeah. certainly at a young age, and uh, that's a whole other subject we probably could do a podcast <laughs> on, right? Um, and yet people are, they're in turmoil. And even when they've grabbed a hold of a particular identity, it doesn't mean that they're experiencing peace. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. fact, for some, it just creates more turmoil. Uh, and that's not talked about. So, mm. uh, because the scriptures do. For, first of all, there's some, some identity pieces that we know that we know for sure what we are. And that's, you know, sons and daughters of the king, you know, sons and daughters yeah. of the most high God. What does it mean to be grafted in to the mm. family of God, to mm. be, mm-hmm. you know, royal heirs um, mm. and having, having uh, the divine nature a part of us? And this is like, this is mind blowing stuff that, uh, as far as, until we get into heaven and we're fully enlightened, you know, mm. we're still going to be wrestling with that's just mind blowing to me, and mm. so that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. The other thing for the fic- for the um, uh, comparison, 
Many people are in what I call a fixed mindset or an open mindset or a fixed mindset <clears throat> versus a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And there's been some good research on this also recently and you'll hear it in schools now, a mindset and working with kids uh, and also in the corporate world, they're, they're working on this. Mm -hmm. Basically, when I'm comparing myself to somebody, I'm not good enough or I'm not as good as hmm. And then we stop there. We stay in that comparison. We shut down and don't try any harder. Yeah. Versus saying, you know what? I'm, I, they do that really well. And I can learn too. Mm. That's a different way to think about mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, we do have you know, particular gifts and abilities. At some, but we all can learn. We all mm -hmm. can improve. And that's the difference, <clears throat> is to get out of that fixed for, for so I think for parents, I wish I knew this kind of stuff when my kids were growing up. Uh, so when a child comes home and they're not doing so well in school, and then they get chastised for their bad grades, they take the message on, there's something wrong with me, mm. versus, well, let's sit down and how, what can you do differently? Mm. Or how can you, is there a particular learning style that works better for you? And, mm. and can we incorporate that, right? That's an open mm -hmm. growth mindset. Mm -hmm. That makes a huge difference in mm. people's lives. Mm. And so interesting that adults are still stuck in the fixed or closed mindset, mm. you know? So mm. someone who says like, you often see people, I'm just overwhelmed, it's too much, I don't mm. know what to do, right? Mm. That's all fixed, closed thinking. Versus, you know what, this is really tough, I'm really stressed. I wonder how I might be able to manage this more effectively. I mm. wonder who I could ask for help. Mm. Certainly we have God we can ask. Mm -hmm. uh, who else is around me that might know this information? Mm. When I was setting up the business, working with insurance companies, oh my Lord. Oh. <laughs> you know, and I, my oh. wife remembers just for hours, just beating my head against the computer trying to figure this all out. Mm -hmm. But I had to stay in it <clears throat> and figure it out. And then once I figured it out, I hired someone to do it, so I didn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, it's a it's a growth mindset, and even that's a growth mindset. Do the, I want to do the things that I'm called to do, and, and I'm, I'm most effective in, and hire out the rest. You know, so that's a good way to a good way to think about I, it. I I hope that there are Jonathans in my life who are willing to come alongside me yeah. when yeah. I'm struggling, when I don't know what to do, when I mm -hmm. can't get to that growth mindset where it's like everything is closed and I've shut down mm. and I mean I have been there many times mm. and yeah. thankfully there have been people who have the courage mm. and the patience to to come alongside and journey with me until I can finally not need as mm -hmm. much attention and that and until I can get back to a better place of of health, I think we all need people like that mm. in our lives yeah. somewhere to yeah. to journey with us. That's like Galatians principle, right? It's like each each person is to carry their own load. Mm. And a couple of verses later, it says, says yeah. "Bear one another's burdens." <laughs> so mm -hmm. there is a tension in there. We're to come alongside people mm -hmm. for, I, a time for a time, so that they might be able to carry their own load. Well, I guess yeah. it, it 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 also means I can't forsake my burden. With the excuse of helping you carry yours. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. simultaneously we have to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that also speaks to the fact that nobody has it all. Mm. Right. No. You know, I, I, and recently with my own um, tribulations and trials and going through depression <sighs> and suicidal thoughts, you know, I, I came to realize something. You know, the Bible says that 
um, confess your sins one to another. Mm-hmm. But in a church where you have hierarchies, you know, the hierarchy expects you to come and tell them what you do wrong. Mm-hmm. And they look down at you and like, naughty, naughty. Right, right. And so there's this pressure, which you find clearly outlined in the Gospels. There were people who knew they were wrong, mm-hmm. knew where the church was or the synagogue in those days, and yet could never, ever walk into the synagogue. That's like saying, I'm so sick. That if I go into the hospital, I'll make everybody sick. Or they don't even want me as sick as I am in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of the hospital? And then you have Jesus coming and flipping the switch. Mm -hmm. And the hospital cries, oh my God, why are you healing those people? They're too sick. So what what was helpful to you as far as what happened? I think finding the courage to talk. There's, you know, it's therapeutic and I'm yes. sure both of yeah. you are more well vexed in that. But mm-hmm. when a person feels like I will be taking out to the cleanest if I come out right. and say what I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. then it becomes I'm going to cover it. And we've learned from the Bible that sometimes sin and unconfessed sin or... Uh, a problem not shared becomes too heavy for a person to bear. Yeah. And I would have thought that the church is really positioned to take care of that. Yeah. But we miss it. We miss it. I think sure. oftentimes the word mm-hmm. sin mm-hmm. is linked to shame, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's, certain, mm-hmm. there's things that, that we engage in that are shameful. Of course. And need to be uh, confessed and worked through. But I think if we can say you know the sin because the true definition of sin is i've missed the mark yep and so it's and for me there's some relief in that i've I've just missed the way to act or think Mm. it's off target okay i need to get myself back Back. on target and i think that's a less shaming way to think about Mm. it Mm -hmm. and so as you mentioned to be able to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. how how many times have we you know you talk about something you're, you're wrestling in your mind you begin to talk and then it makes sense all of a sudden, or you get the idea, oh, I really need to do this, or mm. somebody says something to you that, all of a sudden, wow, I hadn't thought of that, I hadn't mm. considered it. Uh, and that's why talking can be so helpful, uh, especially if it's in a place where, you know, put shame aside, and let's let's, let's be honest and talk. No, ju- uh, the no yeah. judgment zone. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> judgment. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. Think, I think that that's a very powerful, powerful thing to do, and... Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at how we're like so shocked when certain people do things or like we're shocked to see pictures of maybe let me get secular the movie stars mm-hmm. on the tabloids. Mm-hmm. Wow, they look like they're getting older. Mm. Like why is that shocking? <laughs> uh, or 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 someone has a baby yes. and it's mm-hmm. some big name person and they look like they just had a baby and oh my gosh, they look so awful. What mm. happened to them? Like why mm-hmm. What yep. do we? What are we thinking when we yeah, think yeah. of stuff like that? I just, mm. I just, I, I just, I think it's so amazing that we can even like, I think we dupe ourselves in some ways to think that you know I I can't say that I struggle with pornography. I I can't say that I struggle with suicide. I can't say that I uh, have lustful thoughts. I can't say these things that are like oh the big, the big sins or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean. We, we're all human 
and and God's word defines mm-hmm. who we are, and these are the things that we're called out of, mm-hmm. and in order to be healthy and call and and live the way God wants us to. Yeah, we, I don't know why the church. You know, Paul. You know, you tell tell me, why the church hasn't figured out that you know we have to love one another, and that is in spite of mm. our sinfulness. Yeah. Mm. I have not figured that out yet. I don't know. I, I wish that I did know, but we have not figured that out. We only accept people to a certain point. We don't wholeheartedly accept people. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, in general, the church is sick. Yeah. The church is sick. Yeah. It, it, in some ways, we've missed the mark of loving others. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a place here to talk about boundaries. With of people, course. Because certainly, you can, mm-hmm. some people you can help and... Uh, you get into these codependent relationships. Some people you got to walk away you know, from. Yeah. Yeah. Some people you have to set the boundaries for. And that's an act of love. And that it can. It yes, is it can. truly. Uh, I agree with Ruth. Uh, however, that I don't think we're doing love very well. No. Because the the judgment, we're to judge correctly and to have a, a reasonable and have reason be a part of our thinking and using the scripture mm-hmm. to to. Um, as the backdrop or the the guidebook of how to live life, so there needs to be some discernment, judgment in there. But if judgment is about me, oh, you just told me this, and now I'm going to reject you, mm-hmm. that then that's mm-hmm. gone. That's gone wrong. I mean, don't think about yeah. it like this too. I mean, if I already know I'm sinning, and I confess that to you, I I I've judged myself already, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've already put myself in a position of condemnation because mm-hmm. I know that I'm sinning. And and so yeah. you know I've already been there, done that, but I I, I, I need to get over that like the hump of mm. sitting in that one place. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I I even think you know it, it, it's worse when a when a person uh, comes out to confess what they're struggling with or what they're dealing with, mm. and you you use your opinions to judge them. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I point to what the word says, at least in the word, there is the judgment, but there is the solution. But if, if it's just my reaction to what I thought you should do better or what I thought you should be, then it becomes, you know, it's, it's almost like a police officer giving you a, t- a speeding ticket yeah. does not have the right to revoke your license. Right. It has to go before the judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is the judge positioned to be able to revoke my license? Because in any civil court, in any criminal court, the judge, after all evidence has been presented, is qualified to make the judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who has all evidence of our lives? Mm-hmm. Only God. Yeah. 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 You know, so we're to judge, but using the word. We don't judge with our opinions. Mm-hmm. We don't judge with our feelings. Yeah. You know, we have to judge. So it's, if, if, for example, I find you doing something that's contrary to the word, it's mm-hmm. not Paul's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's the word. Mm-hmm. So I come to you saying, according to the word, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But guess what? In the word, there's the solution. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes me, then usually there's no, there's no end to, or there's no solution. You know, it's just condemnation. So you find people, you know, and it used to be the world suffers from this. Hollywood suffers from depression. Yeah. <laughs> we have people committing suicide in church. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is the excuse now? Mm-hmm. And there's, a, I think, a resistance to uh, 
so a great um, professional coach, uh, business coach, who's a Christian, he's out on the, on the West Coast, named O'Leary Logan, mm-hmm. love the man, and taught me a lot. And one of the things he told me years ago, and I think it's true, he says, people naturally resist. Mm. So, you t- so the tendency is to tell people what to That's do, true. and they, they immediately mm-hmm. resist. So mm-hmm. they're natural. And he said, but Fritz, he says, people who hold the Bible resist even more. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. I think there's some truth to that. And some of it is this goes back to this fixed and open mindset. There's a tendency. There's a tendency just in our human nature to try to be, we're kind of dualistic in our thinking. We're always trying to put things in the categories of right or wrong, do or don't. Mm. You know, that, and it's, um, so to recognize that that's the way we, we think about things. And yes, there are, there, there are particular laws in the scriptures in, in, in culture uh, that are necessary uh, but too often we're in this black or white somebody says something right away we're judging right or wrong yep. rather than listening mm. and being a place to mm. well let's talk about that some more or being open I know how many times mm-hmm. people are talking about the things they're struggling with now I in my head well this would help them that would help them or they should do this right and then we get into this telling people what to do and mm. I don't know how many counselors and people in 12-step programs and uh, sponsors, and I'm always t- encouraging them, stop telling people what to do. Mm. First, see if they have an idea of what to mm. do, because mm-hmm. if they can come up with it, they're more likely to follow to through. Follow through. Mm-hmm. So often the question I ask is, so what, what do you think God's telling you about this? Or what's the Holy Spirit kind of impressing upon you mm. about what to do with this? What does the scriptures say about this? Even though I may know the answer. And sometimes I may think I know the answer and they come up with something that's even more profound than I had in my head. You know what? So mm-hmm. um, that conversation mm-hmm. is so important uh, and it helps them because it helps them begin to step out of that, well, I'm a bad person. This is wrong. You know, step away from that and be more open to what the Spirit is leading, mm-hmm. what the scriptures say, and consider. You know, Paul tells says that right let us reason together mm-hmm. <laughs> so we haven't yeah. figured out how to do that not very well especially in, well look at our culture right now and it's in some ways uh devolving well it's becomes it gets into this right or wrong my party your party mm-hmm. this is the way right and uh, i was talking to somebody the other day a christian brother who is a in uh has a political science degree he says we've created our current mess because of the two-party system Mm-hmm. because it's the 51% that wins. So then you begin to build camps around your particular mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. versus um, talking things through. Exactly. Right, right. So it's over our own worst enemies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in this next segment, I want us to talk about practical things, yeah. whether it's therapeutic, scientific, mm-hmm. you know, because... I'm going to use myself as an example. I have young kids at home. When right, I stop. Okay. Take a break. Okay. You only made one sentence. All right. I'll take a break. Take okay. a pee break. Take a drink. Okay. And then I think I want to shift you a little bit. I want your face. Face. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Wow, that, uh, that recorded on my phone. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. I'll be happy to do that. Take a break here. Necessarily 